You're looking at the grain setup, tool sheds, and equipment yard for a large-scale West Central Tennessee farming operation. I'm sitting here in the shade of my buddy Johnny Burrell. In this episode, we're talking about the neighbors, because you see that operation in the background is not yours. This is yours. The question is, how do two large-scale farming operations coexist in the same county? Not just the same county, literally next door to one another. I could throw a rock and hit their farming operation. They're a big operator, you're a big operator. I said when I pulled in, is that yours? You said, no, that's the neighbors. <laughs> and then you said, yep, they're right there and I'm right here. And I said, do you get along? And you said, oh, absolutely. We get along, we would help each other harvest. And I said, that is unusual. Maybe it doesn't strike you as unusual. I've been around a lot of the countryside. That's unusual. So when I bought this place, he came over and helped me clean it up. He was kind of growing up a lot. He came in and helped me clean it up. We kind of hit it off. I knew him my whole life growing up. Um, he's a few years older than me, but we own equipment together. We own some irrigation systems together. Um, we help each other out harvesting different things. Anytime he, either one of us need anything, we kind of work together on it. Have you really not have you really not thought that this is kind of unusual based on all the people you keep up with? You get around, you go to commodity classes, you go to farming events. Two large-scale farming operations can get along swimmingly. They can share their secrets. They can do that like Extreme A if they're two states away from each other. Yeah. You are literally a couple hundred yards from them. Yeah. Well, we just, we've always worked well together. Like, he's he's always supported us. He's always supported our family. And then they had a ginning operation where they were ginning cotton, and we always ginned our cotton with them. So it's always just been a mutual friendship. And like I said, it's, it's, it's grown over time. It's been a good deal. Why do you think it blows up for others? I think sometimes people think about what they can get today and not the long-term effect of what they're doing. So it gets competitive. I'm going to go grab this 80 acres and buy it, or I'm going to rent this, out-rent this from them. Do you have that with this neighbor? Yeah, I mean, we always talk about, you know, if the land's coming up for rent or something like that, we always try to work together. If it's closer to something he has, maybe I just let him bid on it or I stay out of the picture. Or vice versa, if the land comes up for sale and it joins something of mine, a lot of times he'll reach out to me and let me know. To say that that is an unusual working relationship is probably an understatement, Johnny. You know that. Yeah. So give me your tips on how do you keep this working. How do you keep a swimmingly beautiful relationship with a large... Again, this is not a couple of hundred acre operators. You've got a major facility. You've got things to pay for. It can get competitive. Grain prices go down. You still got this huge grain setup. So do they. You got to keep the machine rolling. How do you keep from getting at loggerheads? I think you just got to look long term. Like I said, his dream and goal in life is to farm. And that's, that's my family's too. So we always want to do the same thing. And I don't want to do anything that can hurt them. They don't want to do anything to hurt us. And like I said, farm is a very competitive business. To say that we're not competitive, that's not true. But we always try to respect each other and work together. And I mean, there's other farming operations just across the road from me. There's another one. And we all just work together. Like I said, the old statement, familiarity breeds contempt. I've always wondered if these ag people, you, you're in kind of an insular business. You know, you're out here, you're in the country. Uh, you know, it's not like you go to work in a skyscraper. You see the neighbor operation all the time. And eventually, to get to where you're like, ah, that's how the judgment sets in, all that. That's what I see happening. What about you? Yeah. I mean, that, he allowed to get some new equipment that I wish I'd get. But the good thing is if he buys something and he tries it out and he likes it, I know it'll work for me. So it kind of works together. Sometimes we'll talk about something that we're wanting to buy or wanting to try. He'll jump in on it or I might jump in on it or different brand tractors. It just works well. What about when you see, when you hear about people that don't get along, what do you think the, the what, what what is it they've done that's caused it so that they have a very fractured relationship with the farmer next door, next county over, whatever it is? Yeah. I just think, you know, if you, if you push things too hard and you ever need help and you've burned all your bridges, you're not going to have that help. 
That was one thing my granddad always taught me. Never do anything that's going to hurt you long term because you might need that help one day. We had a tornado come through here in 2008, right down the road and took out my dad and granddad's whole farming operation. The man next door showed up. The other neighbors showed up, helped us clean up the whole place. I mean, they stopped their whole lives, moved all their equipment in. And within three or four days, we had all the houses down, all the sheds down, all the equipment hauled off. They were bringing their low boys in, hauling our tractors all over West Tennessee, trying to get them fixed. Uh, give me your tips. Somebody that says, you know what, things are a little fractured. Is I, I think it's hard to recover once there's a fractured relationship. Have you had that? Yeah, I mean, you have that happen. Like some land may come up for sale and they might not buy it and you buy it and then there's some hard feelings. And I think that that does happen. But you always try to navigate those things the best you can. And can you recover a fractured relationship? Generational to generational seems to me it's like, it's like the Hatfields and McCoys. You were told as a kid you're supposed to hate them, so so you hate them when you're an adult. Does that happen? Yeah, I mean, it, it does. You see it happen here in West Tennessee. Don't, don't get me wrong. There's been a lot of... I see it of, happen everywhere. Everywhere. But, I mean, you just... You always got to treat your neighbors like family because at the end of the day, we live side by side. We pass each other every day. You know, we got to work together. All right, give me your top the three to five recommendations. I think I already heard them uh, to the person that, you know what... It's easier to keep it from becoming fractured than to repair a fractured relationship, I think, is the big one. Yeah. You're going to be in this for the long haul. Most farm families are in it for the long generation. You want to hand this off to the next generation, next generation. You've been here for three generations at least. So uh, recommendations. What's your advice to somebody to make sure that they stay in this for the long haul in a peaceful coexistence? I always try to think what the outcome is going to be in a few years long term when you make a move. And like I said, if you can always work together. You know, whether it's on irrigation systems, buying land, sharing equipment. You know, we share equipment. We share so the fact that you, the fact that you sort of got a vested relationship together, yeah, that helps. That helps. And I mean, equipment costs nowadays is so expensive. We just saw a piece of equipment come in a while ago that me and another neighbor owned together. And the reason is, is we're only going to use it a few weeks a year apiece. So it doesn't make sense for me to own it all by myself. So we share it. So I mean, I try to think, how can I get something done for a cheaper cost per acre? A lot of times it's working with your neighbors, working with your friends, just like you're doing a lot of other things. Uh, so I heard you say, uh, you know, think about the long-term effect. You know, you go and do something that might make you a dollar tomorrow. It might also cost you $100 down the road. Uh, be in business with them. Uh, give me some other ones. So just always trying to figure out how to work together and get your cost per acre down and stuff like that. That's been a big one for me. And the other good thing you can do long-term, you got to look at it when the baker comes out and wants to look at all your equipment. You tell, oh, you, tell, sitting here together, you, so tell, you, got, you tell the banker that's yours? That's right. You, oh, I like that. Thing. I like that. Oh, yeah. They're in the final line out a lot. Uh, all right. Has there been a blow-up between you and this guy, and you just resolved it? No. We've never had a blow-up. That's good. I mean, but it, I've had blow-ups with other people. and I mean, you just got to work through things like that and try to figure out. Because, you know, somebody could take some land that we're working, right? It happens. You know? You're a pretty hot-headed guy. You took a swing on me before we started recording this. That's right. That's right. Okay, that's not true. All right. So I think we're talking about the neighbors, and I think that really this is going to be a bigger concern moving forward. My uh, research says we've got 174,000 large-scale farming operations in the United States right now. In the next 10 years, it's going to be about one-third of that. You're going to have this. You better get along now because when it's down to only one-third as many, it's going to be even more like that. I think the long-term with farming is going to be working together, whether it's through some buying groups, whether it's through just selling commodities together. There's been times... When I've called my neighbor and said, hey, I've got some extra uh, extra basis contracts I need covered. Do you want them? It's a good deal for him. It's going to help me out. And a lot of times I think in the future, maybe buying and selling grain together might be a big deal because we could take, you know, a million bushel of corn and sell versus a half a million a piece or something like that. Do you think that that doesn't happen most of the time because of spite? 
Can, I, I'm going. I'm not. I, I I could do this for my neighbor, but you know what? Screw him uh, because he did this to me back in 2007. And yeah, but I think long term, when you look at it, if we can always work together, we're both going to have a better ROI at the end of the year. His name is Johnny Burrell. He's talking about the neighbors, and I'm talking with him about the neighbors. You know what? We live out here in rural communities. It's something like what only. 17% of the population lives on 97% of the rural landscape. And we are in such an insular business where there's guys like you earning your entire business out here. Uh, and this is a business. You got 18 employees and he's got probably the same thing right there. That's right. That's right. Talking about keeping it together. Yeah, we kid around all the time about how when we put grain bins in, we should have put a facility in together because our cost per bushel would have been half because I'd have had, we'd have had bigger bins, one big dryer versus both of us trying to do our own thing. I, think, I mean, long term, we should have thought about that a little bit more because now we know we should have put in a mega site together. Now I think you're talking about how the entire cooperative system came together. You're just talking about doing it on a more privatized level. That's right. Privatizing the co-op. Maybe that'll work for you. You know what? He's an idea guy. He's also a smart dude. And he's my favorite Western Tennessee farmer. No offense to that guy back there, but you're my favorite. We're coming to you from Pharrell Farms, here at ExtremeAg.Farm. Thanks for being here. Thank you.